So I get this unsuspecting call the other day. Really caught me off guard. I sent an email to this guy. My email address is shane at shanegoddard.com. So a lot of people ask me about that email address. And, and so this gentleman in particular went to the website shanegoddard.com, saw my story, saw that I was paralyzed, how God's worked in my life. And he called me and he said, uh, Shane, I'd, I'd like to talk to you about your story. I had previously been talking to this gentleman about business. And he said, I, I don't really want to talk about business at this point. I, I want to hear about your story and ask you something. He said, I'm going through a hard time in my life. Uh, he said, I'm an older gentleman. He's um, in his 70s, early 70s. He said, I've given up on prayer. He said, I have this illness that I'm dealing with, and prayer is just not working for me. He said, my, I lost my wife to cancer. He said, I was praying for my wife. My church was praying for my wife, and all I could do was sit there and watch her get worse and die. And he said, I've come to realize God's just not going to answer my prayers. He said, I can understand why God's not going to answer my prayers because I haven't been the best Christian. He said, but there were a lot of great Christians in my church that were praying for me and my wife, and I just don't understand why God wouldn't answer their prayers and heal my wife or heal me. He said, he has this, this illness that's uh, excruciatingly painful. There's really no treatment for it. And, man, talk about put you on the spot. He says... Uh, then he says, he's been through seminary. So that tells me, oh gosh, here I am, just an average guy. And I mean, God's worked miracles in my life. I mean, I, I've been in the trenches and turned to God. And, and now I'm, you talk about intimidating. I have a, a older gentleman, much wiser than I, been through seminary, knows the book, knows the great book. I've never been through seminary. I've never taught a I've never even taught a Sunday school class. And he's asking me why God's not answering his prayers. And so I took a brief moment right there, a brief pause. And I just said, Jesus, please give me wisdom. And here's how I answered his question. I said, well, I don't know why God does not answer your prayers or their prayers. All I know that God is real. And there's been times in my life when I've questioned his existence. And he always shows up and shows out and verifies that we serve living God. And I shared a few stories with him. And I want to share those stories with you in case you're questioning God's existence, because I think it's just natural. We all do at some point. If you haven't yet, you will, I believe. And these are the stories that I shared with him. I said, you know, you've read my story about me being paralyzed. Let me tell you about a couple of miracles that happened right there, just instantaneous. I said, and I don't know if this happens in a lot of people's lives, but it's happened in mine. When I was paralyzed, March 16th, 1997, I had doctors tell me I'd never walk again, laying in the bed, paralyzed. After about a week or so, when I started coming to my senses, some pain medication starts wearing off and things like that, then uh, my parents were divorced. So my parents uh, got divorced when I was about a year old, and my mom never remarried. She dedicated her life to raising my brother and I. Thank God for a wonderful mother. And... I'm laying in the bed by myself because at this time my mom had left because my dad was going to come in. So this was one of the rare times that I was alone. And I just started praying. And I said, Jesus, please give me a sign and let me know if I'm going to be able to walk again so I can focus on getting better 
and not worry. And within 60 seconds, I could move my toe. May the glory be to God. The first person that I called was not my mother, but my pastor. Thank you, Jesus. Fast forward. Months later, I'm at the Shepherd Center in Atlanta, Georgia. Great facility for spinal cord injuries and brain injuries. And as I'm there, I'm progressing, starting to walk again, get on the parallel bars. One leg is progressing better than the other, making awesome progress, especially for someone with all the doctors said I'd never walk again. And so then after therapy, one day I'm in the shower in my wheelchair and still having to do catheters every four to six hours on a bowel program and things. And catheters are so bad. Here I am at this point, 16 years old. It would be so bad that I would have my favorite drink sitting there, the orange Gatorade. And I would not want to drink it because the only thing I could think about was having to do a catheter. It didn't matter if I drank it or not. I still have to do a catheter at a certain time. So one day after therapy, I'm in the shower in the wheelchair, and I just say, Jesus, thank you for letting me walk again. And I look up, and I say, but please let me be able to pee again, Jesus. (laughs) And I start peeing right there in the shower. And to this day, I've never had to use another catheter again. Then there's another time. A financial crisis, 2008 through 2010. You know, this is long after I'm out of the hospital. I was doing well in, in the real estate business, and then the financial crisis happened, and it just it was a meltdown. And um, I was young and single, couldn't figure out how to pay my bills, and I had some of the important stuff that was about to get cut off: water, phone, electric, those type things. House was already behind. And so I'm sitting in the foyer of my mother's house. She wasn't even there. I just stopped by. And my aunt lived right across the street from my mom. And uh, we always grew up together. I always spent a, as, about as much time as, at my aunt's house that I did at my, at my own house. And as I'm sitting there in the foyer, stressed out, wondering am I going to pay these bills, things are about to get cut off, I just have my head in my hands, looking down at my feet as I'm sitting in this chair, I said, Jesus, please help me. I don't know what I'm going to do. Please help me to get through this. And as I look up, coming up the steps of my mom's house is my aunt. She walks in the door and she hands me a check. And she said, here, she said, I know you're going through hard times. I just want to help you a little bit. Glory be to God. So as I shared these stories with this man, that's the only thing I knew to do. I couldn't quote scripture. I wasn't going to try to come up with some eloquent phrase or something telling him this is just real life and this is what I wanted to share with him but that's like when I go back to the hospitals and I share with these people that have traumatic injuries and spinal cord injuries it's those those tough questions that keep me from doing it more it's those tough questions that I have to face that make it hard for me to keep going like when I walk into a hospital room and there's somebody there that's had a spinal cord injury and they can't walk And I tell them about my story. One of the first questions they ask is, well, how long did it take you to walk again? And as I tell them, I see that they start doing the math in their head. And they'll think, a lot of them think, well, I'm not there yet. I'm not that many days in. So I'll start walking at this point. Or if they've already passed that date, then they'll say, oh, I'm never going to walk again. That's been long ago. And that's one of the things that I struggle with to share my story just the, those those tough questions. And so during our conversation with this gentleman, 
he really appreciated me being real with him and t- telling him my story. He actually thanked me and he said, you know, Shane, I, I really appreciate this and, I, and thank you for this conversation. But this is just real, real stories of things that happened in my life. It's not something you can argue with, but it's what happened. And that's why I'm here. So fast forward about two weeks. During these two weeks, he's been on my mind a lot, thinking about him, praying for him, wondering how he's doing. Because we had talks about how both of us have have um, you know had those suicidal thoughts and and when we've been in the trenches and things. So as he's been on my mind, I think, okay, I'm going to reach out to him today. I've been thinking about calling him for the last few days, but as I was sitting in the office here at my house today, I said, you know what? It's time to call him. I'm not going to put it off anymore. I'm going to check on him. I call him not an hour ago. I say, hey, I just wanted to reach out to you, see how things are going, see how you're feeling, see where you are, and make a little bit of small talk. And then he says, uh, you know, I've been to all these doctors about my, my illness, and there's never been any. He said, I've had a bunch of surgeries for it and everything. Nothing helps. And he said, but I went to this doctor on April the 12th. And this doctor told him that he has a treatment for him. He's scheduled surgery for the end of this month, and he's given him some medication. And we're about a week after that doctor's visit, and he says this medication's really helping him. And he said, thank you for praying for me. And he can see how the prayers are working. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. So that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this podcast. That's what I feel like is my responsibility, to share God's stories. Is he real? Yes. Is he alive? Yes. Is he at work today? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I hope you've enjoyed this short story. So make sure you share it. Subscribe to us because there's more to come. Thank you and talk to you soon.